How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Well, well, well. Shopping for a car? Yep. Carvana made financing a car as smooth as can be. Oh, yeah? I got pre-qualified instantly and had real terms personalized just for me. Hmm, doesn't get much smoother than that. Well, I got to browse thousands of car options on Carvana, all within my budget. Doesn't get much smoother than that. It does. I actually wanted a car that seemed out of my range, but I was able to add a cosigner and found my dream car. It doesn't get much... Oh, it gets smoother. It's getting delivered tomorrow. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. Say, it's time for... All Sweet. All Sweet is the margarine with the delicate natural flavor. All Sweet. The margarine with the delicate natural flavor. Swift All Sweet Margarine invites you to... Meet the Meat. Well, it's morning after a great triumph for Mortimer Meat. Yes, he's won a noble victory at the checkerboard over his friend, George Harbinger. The ringing of Mortimer's office phone shatters his dream. <laughs> Checker champion of the world. Checker champion of the world. The Water Barking Company, Mortimer Checker Champion. I mean, Mortimer Meat speaking. Hello, Morty. This is George Harbinger. Oh, hello, George. Morty, I understand you were doing a lot of tall talk down around the lodge at lunchtime. Why, what do you mean, George? Some of the boys said you were telling them how you trimmed me at checkers last night. Well, I did beat you pretty badly, George. <laughs> Ten games to three, you don't call that beating me badly, do you? Well, I... I guess... Look, look, that's what it was. Just look, pure and simple, and I'm going to prove it. <laughs> Buddy, I challenge you to return match. Well, any time, any place, George. Okay, how about tonight at my house? How about tonight? You might... Tonight? Well, I'd better check with Agatha first. <laughs> What's the matter, Morty? You scared? You scared? <laughs> well, I can beat you blindfolded, George. Then you accept the return match? I accept. Fine, fine. Be at my house at 7.30 and bring your own blindfold. Morty, <laughs> I'm going to murder you. I'm going to knock your socks off. Yes, sir, I'm going to knock your socks off. Well, I don't think so, George. You know that? No. And I'll prove it tonight by giving you a little handicap. Yeah? What? I won't wear garters. <laughs> Goodbye, George. <laughs> Goodbye, Morty. Meek. Oh, yes, Mr. Barker. Meek, I want your considered opinion about something. Oh, well, I'll be glad to give you any advice I can, Mr. Barker. As you may know, Meek, a group of Civic Center businessmen are financing a local hockey team. Yes, yes, Abby. I read about it. The Civic Center Centipede. That's right. I've been approached to buy some stock in the team. Be one of the backers of it. I don't know whether I should invest or not. Well, I've never seen the centipedes play, Mr. Barker, so I wouldn't know. I haven't seen them either. So I bought tickets for my wife and me to see them play the, the Middleburg Marauders at the arena tonight. Bertie and I were going to go. We're going to go? That's what I said. But Bertie made a date to play bridge with some friends of ours, and we can't get out of it. Oh, that's too bad. But my loss is your gain, Meek. What do you mean? I mean, you and your wife are going to see the centipedes in the place of me and my wife. You, oh, but, Mr. Barker, Here I... Here are the tickets, Meek. They cost me $2 apiece. They cost you nothing. I want you to see the centipedes and tell me what you think of them before I decide whether to invest or not. 
This is important to me, Meek, so don't fail me. Well, but uh, Mr. Barker, George Harbinger and I, we, we were going to... Meek, you are not by any chance trying to tell me you won't go to the hockey game for me. Not after I've given you tickets for two of the best seats in the arena. Well, but... After all, if I wanted to, Meek, I could order you to go. <laughs> yes, sir. But I'm not doing that. I'm merely asking you to go. You can do as you please. Oh, I can? Certainly. You work for me only from nine to five. You're a free man the rest of the day. Well, in that case, then... But, Meek... Yes, sir? If you don't go, you'll be a free man all day, every day. Do I make myself clear? Yes, sir. Good. Enjoy the game, Meek. <laughs> well, George, unless I can find a way to play hooky from hockey, our checker game will have to be put on ice. <laughs> My goodness, Mortimer, if you mm. have to go to the hockey game tonight, you can play checkers with George Harbinger tomorrow night. Mother's right, Danny. Jeepers don't get in such a stew. Well, I'm not in a stew, Peggy, dear. It's just that you and your mother don't understand. Understand what? Well, how seriously George Harbinger takes his checkers. If I don't show up at his house after he challenged me to a return match... Well, he'll go around saying it. I was afraid he'd beat me. Oh, what difference does that make, darling? Business is business. Oh, the centipedes and the marauders. Gee, that'll be an exciting game. Oh, Jeepers, I wish I were going. Well, why don't you, dear? Go with your father. Oh, but the other ticket was for you, Mother. Oh, Mr. Barker doesn't want my opinion of the centipedes. Peggy, why don't you go? Oh, gosh, Mother, that's swell. I don't care for hockey anyway. I'm always afraid one of the horses will fall down. We, Agatha, a horse cannot fall down in hockey. Why not? Because hockey is played on ice skates. On ice skates? Yes, dear. Merciful heavens, I've never seen a horse on ice skates. The men are on ice skates, Mother. Well, what do they need skates for when they're on horses? Wait, no, look, Agatha. Anyway, it's all right with you if Peggy goes in my place, isn't it, Mortimer? Animals frighten me. On skates are off. Mortimer, what's the matter? Agatha? You have just given me an idea. About hockey? Yes, dear. It's a wonderful idea. Oh, Daddy, really? If you're thinking of putting horses on ice skates... Uh, no, who said anything about horses? I'm talking about checkers. Checkers? On ice skates? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean... Look, Peggy, huh? you know more about hockey than your mother and I put together. Uh-huh. Now, why don't you take both tickets, see the game with Harold, then give me a report on the centipedes, and I will relay the report to Mr. Barker, and then I can keep my checker date with George. Oh. Uh, Mortimer, I don't think Mr. Barker will like the idea of you're not going. Well, if he doesn't ask me, Agatha, I won't tell him. <laughs> now, you be sure to go to the game, Peggy. Oh, I will, Daddy. And give me a complete report on the centipede so I can give it to Mr. Barker. Yes, Daddy. <laughs> All right. Well, it's after seven. I, I'd better get over to George's. Uh, goodbye, Haggis, dear. <laughs> goodbye, Mortimer. Yeah, I'll be home early with George's scalp on my belt. Bye. Uh, just hang it in the hall, dear. Well, just hope your father knows what he's doing. Uh, Mother? Yes, dear? You know, I've been thinking. Uh, what about? Well, you know that leather watch band I told you about that I wanted to get for Harold? The one that cost $2? Uh, the one I told you you'd have to buy out of your allowance? Uh-huh. Well? Well, what if I went to the hockey game alone and cashed in the other ticket? I'd get two dollars, wouldn't I? Yes, only you'd be seeing it alone instead of with Harold. Sure, but I'd have the two dollars for Harold's watch band. And I'd still be seeing the game for Daddy. He'd be broad-minded about it, wouldn't he? Uh, who, Harold or your father? Father! Oh, I'm sure he'd be broad-minded about it, dear. But just the same, I wouldn't tell him what I planned to do if I were you. Wouldn't tell who, Mother? Daddy or Harold? Either of them, Peggy. Men are much more broad-minded about things when they don't know what's going on. <laughs> 
Well, come in, Morty. Come in. I got the checkerboard all set up. Hey, George. Boy, am I going to give you a trout. That's what you said last night, George, remember? Yeah, just luck. That's all you had. Just luck. Hey, Morty. Come into the living room. I got something to show you. Oh, what? Come on, you'll see. All right. Hey, take a look at that. What do you think of it? Well, for goodness sake, a television set. Yes, sir, one of the best. Had to install this afternoon. Well, it is a beauty, George. I'll see. Now then, we'll play checkers for about an hour. Then we can watch the hockey game between the Civic Center Centipedes and the Middleburg Marauders. Yeah, well, is the game going to be on television? Sure it is. Oh, my gracious, if I'd have known that, I wouldn't have had to send Peggy to the game. Do what? Dad, Dad, has it started yet? What started, Harold? The hockey game on television. No, no, the game doesn't start for almost an hour yet. Hello, Harold. Hello, Mr. Meek. Uh, Dad, do you mind if I sit in here with you and watch the game when it comes on? Well, of course not, son. Hey, well, wait a minute, Harold. Aren't you going to go to the arena to see the game? No, sir, I don't have a ticket. Didn't Peggy call you? Peggy? No, she didn't call me. Why should she? Why, I gave her two tickets to the game and told her to. You did? Yes. Are you sure? Are you positive? Of course I'm sure. I can't understand why she didn't call you. It's very strange indeed. Well, maybe she called you while you were out, son. Maybe. But gosh, if I'm not going to use the extra ticket, I wonder who is. Well, I wouldn't worry about that, Harold. If she couldn't get in touch with you, she probably went alone. A girl with two tickets going alone? Mr. Meek, you wouldn't say that if you knew your daughter as well as I do. Which is not at all. Uh, pardon me, sir. Sorry, sister, no more tickets. We're all sold out. Oh, but I don't want to buy a ticket. I want to sell one. Sell one? That's right. I have two tickets, and I can use only one, so I want to turn one in. Let me see them. Six, nine, and ten, row five, huh? Which one do you want to keep? Uh, seat ten. Okay, here you are, and here's two bucks for seat nine. One, two. Thank you. Pardon me, my good man. I said, pardon me, my good man. I am Beanie Barker, the nephew of Walter Barker, who is considering buying some stock in the Civic Center centipedes. So what? So I want to buy a ticket to the game. Well, why don't you say so in the first place? I got one left. Seat nine, row five, two dollars. Two dollars? Uh-huh. Haven't you anything cheaper? Two dollars is all the money I have left. The price is two dollars, kid. If you think you can beat it, beat it. No, 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 no. I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank you. Now, let's see. Row five. Here we are. And seat nine is right on the aisle. Excuse me, miss. Beanie. Well, 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 Margaret Mead. Beanie. Beanie Barker, what are you doing here? I'm here to see the hockey game. What does it look like? And is that your seat? Yes. Is that one yours? Yes. Well, I'm going to enjoy this game more than I thought I would. Now you listen to me, Beanie Barker. Just because we're going to be sitting next to each other, that doesn't mean I have to be friendly to you or talk to you or anything. Oh, Margaret, don't be like that. How about a bag of popcorn? No, thank you. Peanuts? No. Hot dog? A bottle of soda pop? Beanie, there isn't a thing you can buy me. Oh, I wasn't planning to buy you anything, Margaret. I hoped you'd buy something and share it with me. I'm broke. Oh, look! Huh? Where, Margaret? Right down below it. What are those men pointing at us? Oh, that. That's a television camera. A television camera? Sure. They're putting the hockey game on television. Really? Oh, deep as that camera is pointing right at us, 
Do you think people can see us? Maybe. But what difference does it make? What difference does it make? Oh, my goodness, it makes all the difference in the world. Look at my hair. It's a mess. Dad. <clears throat> Dad. Don't bother me, son. Don't bother me. Can't you see I'm concentrating on this game? Eh. Your move, George. I know, I know. But, Dad, it's almost time for the hockey game to start. Then turn on the television set. If this game won, just a minute, you stop bothering me. Uh, let me see. Hello, <laughs> yeah, good, George. Yeah, don't rush me now. Don't rush me. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I'll move. Here. <laughs> see it? <laughs> now, let me see you get out of that trap, Morty, my boy. Well, you're all right, George. Uh, first, I'll jump your king, like that. Uh, then this man, and this man, and this man, and this man, and this man. I'm dead. <laughs> that makes it five games to one, George. Marty, you're the luckiest stiff I ever saw. All right, wait till after the hockey game. I'll show you some checker playing that is checker playing. Hey, Dad, look, here's the game. Huh? <laughs> oh. And now, just before the game starts, ladies and gentlemen, let's turn our camera on the large, colorful crowd out here in the arena tonight. Oh, gosh, what a crowd. Yeah. With our uh, telephoto lens, we're going to bring you close-ups to some of the people of the state. Really? Now, keep an eye open. Maybe you'll recognize some of your friends. Hey, Morty. Huh? Isn't that Doc Evans? Where, where, George? Where? Over there on the left. Oh, yeah, I see him. Yes, that's Doc Evans. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, look, there's Mr. Green of Green's Drugstore. Now, let's uh-huh. bring our camera around to the other side of the stand and see what we can see over there. Well, now, there's an interesting young couple down there. Let's move in on them. What do you say? Gosh, uh, Mr. Meek, huh? that looks like uh, Peggy. It is Peggy. Well, so it is. And Mr. Meek, look who she's with. Who? 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 Oh, my gracious. <laughs> Beanie Barker. So that's it. So that's why Peggy didn't call me about the extra ticket. She called Beanie. Well, my gracious, what in the world would Peggy invite Beanie to go with her for? Why, he'll tell his uncle and Mr. Barker will know that I wasn't at the game. Well, if Peggy had rather go with Beanie Barker, that's okay with me. I'm just glad I found out where I stand with her, that's all. You may be glad to find out where you stand, Harold. But I hope Mr. Barker doesn't find out where Beanie's sitting or I'll be standing out in the cold. I may as well enjoy the game. Thank goodness there's no one here I know, so they can't tell Harold they saw me. Hello, Peggy. Oh, Peggy. Peggy, me. Uh-oh, the jig's up. Hello, Peggy. I didn't expect to see you here. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Alsey. I mean, Mr. Weigel. I didn't want to see you. I, I mean, I didn't expect to see you either. <laughs> well, I'm certainly glad I saw you. Now I can wish you, your mother and father, and all our other good friends listening, a very Merry Christmas. For heaven's sake, Mortimer, will you please stop pacing the floor and sit down? Oh, but Agatha, why did Peggy do it? Why? Why? Of all the people she could have taken to the hockey game, why did she pick Beanie Parker? Mortimer, dear, I've told you. Peggy didn't take anyone. 
When she left here, she was going to the game alone and cash in the other ticket and use the $2 to buy Harold a band for his wristwatch. All right, but if she didn't ask mm-hmm. Beanie to go with her, how did he wind up sitting right beside her? I don't know, dear, but if you'll just be patient, Peggy will be home from the game soon and can explain everything. And all I want is someone to explain to me how I'm going to explain to Mr. Barker why I wasn't at that game. Oh, Mortimer, you're doing a lot of worrying for nothing. Well, I don't know where I can get it done any cheaper. Listen, I think I hear Peggy now. Is that you, Peggy? Yes, Mother. Jeepers, are you and Daddy still up? Peggy Meach, have you? How could you do such a thing to me? Huh? Me, your own father. Oh, now, Mortimer. Well, what are you talking about, Daddy? What did I do? You took Beanie Barker to the hockey game. Oh, but I didn't, Father. But I saw him. I saw you both, Peggy, on George Harbinger's television set. You did? How did I look, Daddy? Did my hair look too utterly terrible? Peggy, I was too worried about my scalp to notice your hair. Peggy. You didn't give that ticket to Beanie, did you? Why, of course not, Mother. He bought it after I cashed it in at the ticket window. Now, you see, Mortimer? Mm -hmm. Oh, jeepers, Daddy. How did I know Beanie was going to buy the ticket I turned in? Well, there's no use crying over spilt milk. We've got to figure out some way to keep Mr. Barker from finding out that you were at the Harbingers instead of the hockey game. Well, there's only one thing to do. Peggy, you've got to ask Beanie to do you a favor and not say anything to his uncle about seeing you at that hockey game. All right, Daddy. I'll ask him. But I don't know if it'll if he'll do it. Well, why not? Isn't Beanie Barker a friend of yours? Daddy, Beanie Barker has only one real friend. Who's that? Beanie Barker. You do understand, don't you, Beanie? Of course, Margaret. I understand perfectly. And you won't say anything to your uncle about sitting next to me at the game? Well... Well, what, Beanie? Let's put it this way, Margaret. I do you a favor and you do me one. What sort of a favor? Well, like going to the school dance with me tonight. Oh, but I can't do that, Beanie. I'm going with Harold. Not if you don't want me to tell my Uncle Walter that your father didn't see the Civic Center Centipede's play last night, you're not. Why, Beanie, I think you're the most horrible man I've ever known. Don't change the subject. Will you or won't you go to the dance with me? (laughs) Yes, Beanie, I'll go. I'll explain to Harold why I have to go with you instead of him. Harold, at least as a gentleman, he'll understand. And, uh, and that brings up another point, Margaret. What do you mean, another point? The point of my silence about your father not being at the hockey game also includes no one knowing how I, uh, shall we say, persuaded you to go to the dance with me? You mean I'm supposed to let Harold think I'm going with you because I want to? Exactly. But why? Why? My gosh, Margaret. Do you think I want people to get the idea that I'm a stinker or something? Harold! Yoo-hoo, Harold! Here I am! I'm not speaking to you, Peggy. Why, Harold, what's the matter? Did you and Beanie enjoy the hockey game last night? Oh, so that's it. I hope you and Beanie are going to be very happy together, Peggy. Oh, but Harold, you don't understand. I didn't give the extra ticket to Beanie. Peggy, I saw you two sitting together. I saw it on our television set. Don't tell me it was just poor reception. No, it was just coincidence. I turned in the extra ticket and collected $2 for it so I could make you happy. Then Beanie just happened to buy the ticket I turned in. Well, that made me very happy. Here, Harold. Take this package and... You'll know I'm telling you the truth. What says? Open it and find out. Holy smoke! 
It's that watch band I wanted. The very same one that was in the window of Peterson's jewelry store. Oh, do you like it, Harold? Oh, you know I do. <laughs> Gee whiz, Peggy. You mean you're giving it to me? Of course, silly. Gosh, you shouldn't have done it. Oh, where'd you get the money? From the ticket to the hockey game. The one I turned in that Beanie bought. Oh, golly, Peggy, I, I guess I owe you an apology. I... I, I, I... Oh, that's all right, Harold. You just owe it to me. Oh, gosh, Peggy. I don't know what I'd have done if we'd have stayed mad at each other and I couldn't have taken you to the dance tonight. Oh. Well, Harold, that's something else I've got to talk to you about. The dance. What about it? I, I can't go to the dance. Not with you, anyhow. Why not? Because I, I'm going with Beanie. With Beanie? For God's sakes, why? I can't tell you why, Harold. I, I'm just going with him, that's all. You mean you'd rather go with a drip like him than one like me? I'm a, 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 Peggy, would you rather go with Beanie than with me? Okay. That's the way it is. All I gotta say is... is Okay. Harold, please. Here, take this watch band back. Oh. I wouldn't wear it now if it were solid gold. Goodbye, you, you, you female bluebeard. Oh, Harold! So, Meek, you saw the Civic Center centipedes play at the arena last night, eh? Well, they certainly played at the arena, and I certainly saw them. And you think I should invest a little money in the team, eh? Oh, yes, sir. I, I think it'd be a good investment. Did you enjoy the game, Meek? Oh, very much, Mr. Barker. I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. I mean, the scene. The scene. And how were the seats? Very comfortable. I had the rocking chair. I mean, it, it, oh, very comfortable. Yes. That's good. Mm. I, uh... Barker speaking. My nephew is out there, eh? Well, send him in, Miss Jones. What's that? Those displays are ready, eh? Well, I'll come out and see them right away. Meek, I told my nephew Beanie to stop in after school and show me the two dollars I told him to save out of his allowance this week. <laughs> I'm going to teach that boy how to save money on all the reason why. I'll take just a minute with Beanie, and we'll get back to the hockey game, Meek. Hey, boy, that, that, that's all right, Mr. Barker. You take your time. Uh, here, here I am, Uncle Walter. Come in and sit down, Beanie. I've got to go out of the display room a moment. I'll be right back. Oh, don't rush, Uncle Walter. Oh, hello, Mr. Meek. Mm, hello, Beanie. You know, Mr. Meek, I'm very happy to see you. Very happy indeed. Mm, thank you. Yes, sir. I'm delighted to see you. I don't know what I should have done if you hadn't been here. I'm afraid I don't understand. Then let me explain. I had a talk with Margaret this morning in which she asked me not to say anything to my uncle about you not being at the hockey game last night. Yes, I know. Well, since I've agreed to help you by not saying anything to my uncle, I think it's only fair that you should help me. Don't you? What can I do for you, Beanie? This is the situation, Mr. Meek. I promised my Uncle Walter I would save two dollars out of my allowance this week and have it to show to him this afternoon. But you didn't save it? Oh, I saved it, all right. Up until last night when I spent it on a ticket to the hockey game. Your uncle isn't going to like that, Beanie. Ah, oh, you're wrong, Mr. Meek. My uncle isn't going to know anything about it. He isn't? No. Because I'm going to have two dollars to show him when he comes back. You are? Yes. And you know where I'm going to get the two dollars? Where? As if I didn't know. Right from you. And if I don't get it, I'm going to tell Uncle Walter how much I enjoyed the hockey game last night, sitting beside Margaret in one of the two seats Uncle Walter gave you. Yeah, all right, Beanie, all right, you win. Here, here, I'll, I'll loan you two dollars. Well, thank you, Mr. Meek. 
Only, for your information, you're not loaning me this $2. You're giving it to me. Beanie Barker, you're a little crook. I don't mind the $2, but I've got a feeling that you'll be blackmailing me for the rest of your life. Really, Mr. Meek? Yes. Well, that's an idea. Baby, you mustn't carry on, Sue. Oh, but, Father, you don't seem to comprehend. Harold and I have parted forever. What is there left for me? My life is ruined. Oh, now, it isn't that bad. (laughs) It is. It's even worse than that. (laughs) Where's Mother? Oh, she's talking on the telephone to somebody. Now, now, try to pull yourself together, Peggy. Beanie will be here in a few minutes to take you to the dance. Beanie Barker? Oh, I wish I were dead. Peggy, I don't want to hear you say such a thing again. All right, Daddy. Then is it all right to wish Beanie were dead? Yes. No. No, it isn't. Oh, no such luck anyway. That was Beanie on the telephone. Yeah, what did he want? He wanted to know if he could borrow our car tomorrow afternoon. Borrow our car? Well, he most certainly can. Uh, can. What did you tell him, Angster? I said yes. Mm-hmm. He also gave me a list of books we're to lend him. And he's coming over tomorrow night to use our workshop. Oh, fine. He'll be practically living here from now on, I suppose. And there was something else. Uh, oh, yes. He said to tell you not to plan a trip during the trout season. He'll be using your fishing tackle. Well, nice of him to let me know ahead of time. It's probably Beanie again with another list of things he wants to borrow. Uh, I don't think so, Mortimer. He said he'd be right over to take Peggy to the dance. Uh, I'll answer the telephone, dear. Hello. Meek, is it Walter Barker? Uh, yes, Mr. Barker. Meek, I'm going to ask a straight question, and I want a straight answer. About what, Mr. Barker? About the hockey game last night. Yes, my gracious. Meek, did you see my nephew Beanie at the game last night? Well, I... I just heard someone say they thought they saw him there. And if he was, he's in for trouble. Because I gave that young Spencer specific orders to stay home last night. Well, did you see him when you were at the arena? When I was at the arena? No. No, I, I think I can honestly say I didn't see him when I was at the arena. Well, if you didn't see him, it must have been someone else's party, so Beanie doesn't know what a close call he had. Goodbye, Beanie. Uh, goodbye, Mr. Barker. Agatha, you Peggy, Peggy. What is it, Mortimer? What do you want, Daddy? Peggy, you dry your eyes and go in and call Harold and tell him you can go to the dance with him after all. Oh, but, Daddy, what about Beanie? You just leave Beanie Barker to me. His uncle told him that he wasn't supposed to go to the hockey game last night. And if Mr. Barker finds out he did go, Beanie is in trouble. Mortimer, you mean you're going to blackmail Beanie just like he's been blackmailing you? Well, now, let's not call it that, Agatha. Let's just call it a game that two can play as well as one. Oh, Father, you're wonderful. I want to go call Harold right now. <laughs> but, Mortimer, what about the car, the books, the, the fishing tackle, and all the other things Beanie wants to borrow? Uh, and there was something else he wanted you to lend him a hand with. Yes, well, I'm going to lend Beanie Barker a hand, all right. And where it will do him the most good. <laughs> Since I couldn't take Margaret to the dance, it was nice of you to play checkers with me tonight, Mr. Meek. Oh, pleasure is all mine, Beanie. Eh, your move. Let's see. I think I'll move my king over here. No, no, you don't. Why, you can't move sideways in checkers. Ah, but Mr. Meek, you wouldn't want Uncle Walter to know that you weren't at the hockey game, would you? Hmm. See what you mean. 
Well, you moved your king sideways, so it's uh, my move. There. Hey, you can't do that. You jumped two men at once. Oh, but Beanie, you wouldn't want your Uncle Walter to know that you were at the hockey game, would you? <laughs> your move, Beanie. Your move. And now, a word from the head of the little white house with the green shutters, Mortimer Meek. Well, thank you, John. I simply want to express from every member of the Meek family to every member of every family everywhere our best wishes for the merriest Christmas you've ever had. Meek? I've got something to say here. Uh-oh, here it comes, folks. <laughs> yes, Mr. Barker? I want to say... Merry Christmas, too. <laughs> well, Mr. Barker, <laughs> for once we agree. You can say that again, Mr. Meek. <laughs> well, all right, Mr. Barker, I will. Yes, in fact, I think, I think we'll all say it together. Merry Christmas! Forrest Lewis and Beryl Vaughn is a Les Weinrod production and is written by Sherman Marks and Ken Pettis. Be sure to join us over these same stations next Saturday when all sweet, the margarine with the delicate natural flavor. Again, invite you to Meet the Meeks. This is John Weigel speaking. <laughs> This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.